Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back, everybody. For the first time since the last time, it's Ingles and Ian. And I'm your host, Jacob, and always our good friend, Ian. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing good. It's a... Uh... It's so we're recording on a Wednesday, so I know I'm just not we're not used to that. So we woke up a little early to uh record this bad boy, and I'm uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if he's right. tired or just hungover. I'm not hungover, no, 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 I'm not hungover. I'm just tired. I don't drink, I don't, I don't smoke. I just I need that on the record, okay. Like, because my parents are listening, and I need them to know I'm a good boy. Yes, they need. I am. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, big week this week. Texas is coming to town. Or, you know, we're going to Texas, and everyone's like, we're going to lose. So my job today is give you that most dangerous little thing called hope as to why we might be able to win this football game. But Ian, I want to first, I want to hear why we're going to lose this football game, in your opinion. <laughs> I, uh, right now, I think that, I think B. John Robinson is an absolute beast, and Casey Thompson is hitting his, he's hitting a groove. He had five touchdowns against OU in the loss, and he's just been, I think he's been getting a lot better uh, that, than we thought he would be. I thought I knew he was good, but he has the potential to be like almost great. Maybe the best Texas quarterback since Colt McCoy. I think the wide receivers, Xavier Worthy and then Joshua Moore, those two guys, they are absolute beasts. Uh, Joshua Moore, 6'1, Xavier Worthy is also 6'1 and a freshman. He had a great game against OU. I, One of those guys went down. For, do what? One of those guys is out with an injury. I don't remember who, but I remember reading that this morning. One of the one of their big wide receivers went down. Um, Shoot, I have not seen that. Then um, that's that's interesting because that that's huge. If it's one of them, I didn't think it was. Uh, it might be another guy uh, that I missed, but. Um, well, if they're out wide receiver, then like that's like you know who they're throwing it to. Then, um, at least with the other guys, I just I I have no confidence in this game. This will be OSU's biggest test of the season. It's Jacoby OSU, Jones or, is who they lost. They lost who? Jacoby Jones. Mm, that's let me look at his stats real quick because that sounds like I think he had a big game against Tech. Um, I don't see him on the uh, rushing uh, list or the receiving list. Oh, no, sorry, wrong guy. Uh, Whittington is who they lost. Whittington. Yeah. Oh, he's their second leading receiver. He uh, he has twenty four catches, three hundred and fifty nine yards, and three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He's their probably their second 
biggest wide receiver, and he's out with a collarbone injury. Okay, that's uh, that's kind of huge. And Jacoby Jones is on the defensive side, which is something I will get to as to why you should have a little bit of hope uh, for OSU winning this football game. I mean, I, um, I think that just the amount of points that are needed to score for Oklahoma State, I don't think they can hit that number. And uh, because of that, I think OS, I mean, Texas wins. Uh, I think they win this ballgame uh, 30 to 24. Ooh, coming down on Monday, you said it was at least 10. So I said I changed my mind. Like, there's. Yeah. Several variables, which now with the, um, you know, that second receiver being out and I guess Jacoby Jones, I mean, I think Jalen Warren's going to have a field day, but Texas scores quick. OSU doesn't really. So that's what, that's how I'm kind of thinking this game goes. So for me, as always, you know, 2021 is going to be the year of the defense in Stillwater. That's just how it's going to be. And I'll be remembered from, you know, 10 years from now, it was like it was, it was the year for the defense. And I knew we were loaded at the starting position on defense, but without giving names, here's the class of, of our starting defense. Freshman, redshirt senior, senior, junior, redshirt senior, redshirt senior, 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 junior, senior, graduate transfer. That's huge. These guys have been around the program some five or six years you know, a couple of super seniors in there, graduate transfers. These guys know what's up. And so I'm wondering, and, you know, they're, they're not going to be fooled by anything Sark tries to do. And that is a new offense down in Texas. So I think there's going to be some very, very difficult schemes for this very bad offensive line of Texas to handle. I mean, the offensive line for Texas is not very good at all. Uh, they are giving up. They've already given up 12 sacks this year, 200 yards of ground on the game. Like, I don't think Warren's going to just have a field day. I think he's going to put up 250 yards on the ground, maybe more. That's right. I said it, Grandpa. 250 <laughs> yards on the ground for Warren. Book it. Mm. That's a bold, bold prediction. And, you know, Texas has struggled against good defenses. I mean, they only put up 34 on TCU. They did not do a whole lot against Arkansas. Uh, So, I I mean, I just – I think the defense really, really puts a bind on them. Yeah, they're they're hitting stride. They looked really good against OU, but so does everybody else on offense. They look good against OU. I mean, I I don't see why – the uh, the defense just won't have an absolute day against uh, against Texas. I mean, it's hard not to think about that, but it's just the offense has to score points, and I don't know if they can do that. Well, because based off what we've seen, they haven't been able to. They've scored, what, 24 against Baylor. They score when they need to. If they're not – if they don't have to – they, they they'll run like eight plates and then punt it. That's from what I from what I have seen. I just don't know if if they I think they'll be playing from behind a lot of the, a lot of this game because I think Texas will they'll go up seven nothing and then oh and then it's going to be like they're going to be playing catch up and I don't know if they can keep up with Texas offense. 
Well, here, here's my what I'm thinking is going to happen here is that because the offensive line for Texas is as bad as it is, they're they've got guys hurt, they've been shuffling people around all season. That I think we're going to be in the tech, Texas backfield a lot, and Casey Thompson is not going to have the time he normally has to throw. And the good news is, um, I mean, Brock Martin is coming back. If, uh, from what I can uh, tell, he's number one on the uh, depth chart. So, I mean, Oklahoma State has that going for them. They could switch out Martin and Oliver. I don't know how banged up Martin is, but he appears to be fine, which I kind of said that that was going to be like the best case scenario. And that is, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. So, and I cannot find the exact stat, but. I think where this game is going to be won is right now Texas is 51.5% third down efficient. And I know Oklahoma State's defense is holding people around 20%. And that's going to be that's going to be where it's won. If we can keep them to you know 30% third down efficient, it's going to be a much easier ball game. I think it's I mean, I could I could see the game going three ways. Oklahoma State close, Texas close. Texas blowout. Those are the three ways I could see it. I don't see an OSU blowout. I think that's like those are the three ways. And honestly, like I have no idea which one we're gonna see because we could easily see all three. But I'm gonna I'm leaning toward the Texas close win for sure. Okay, so so you're ready for the big stats? I put in the effort this morning because okay. I, I actually have the day off of work. So I'm going on vacation as soon as this podcast is over. I'm excited. So. We'll start with the one I was the most curious about. So seven out of the last 10 years, Texas has lost Red River. Care to take a guess how many times they've won the next week? When they've played or yes. just when they've lost? No. Well, when they've lost Red River, how many times have they, have they bounced back and won the next week? I'll just go right down the middle and say like five. It is five. Exactly. Oh. So that's a pretty good win win clip. However, their only two losses after Red River have been to Oklahoma State. So the only time they've lost back to back games after losing Red River is to Oklahoma State. Hmm. What years were those? Were those losses? Uh, they were. I actually have a spreadsheet for this. Twenty seventeen and twenty eleven. So twenty. 20- <laughs> I mean, was the 27, um, was 2017 the year that they, no, that wasn't, that was at Texas and that was a 13, 10 game. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's, but, uh, that's pretty interesting. And the other, so care to take a, a guess on what Oklahoma state's record is after a bye week over the last 10 years. I think I looked this up. Um, so like seven and three or something like that. Nine and one after a bye week. Only losses to Tech in 2019. Wow. Okay. Um, I mean, trends are it, only as good as last year, but those are the two trends coming in this game. That it was Baylor oops. with the bye week. They played Tech before the bye week. I just pulled their schedule because the Baylor game, that was homecoming. 
Okay, I must have read the dates wrong then, but still. I mean, that was back-to-back losses for Oklahoma State, so. Uh, mm. uh, you're, you're close. You were close close enough. <laughs> still, it is, a, it is. on a bye week after a bye week. Shoot. Yeah, and we've got guys back. Uh, I'm hoping those, those young wide receivers are jailing with Spencer. And Texas last year was maybe Spencer's best game ever. 400 yards, four TDs, and one pick. I remember, I think, I thought we still criticized um, Spencer after that game. Well, I, I didn't. I criticized the team. My memory, until I look back at it, I thought he threw three picks that game, but he didn't. He was four and one. So that's a, I mean, if he goes for that, that's where we're, we got a shot, especially with that bucket with Warren with 250 on the ground. 650 yards of total offense is coming, baby. Man. I, uh, man, I am. This game is going to be extremely tough, and you provided some excellent stats. But I think I'm, I think I'm still going to go with my pick. But <laughs> like you, I like. Like I said, I'm here to give you a little bit of hope. I'm not here to change your mind. I'm just here to give you a little you're bit of hope. You're giving me hope, and that scares me <laughs> right now. But I will say, I think uh, with the spread, the spread's five and a half right now. I think you go Oklahoma State five and a five and a half plus five and a half. I think that's a good that's a good bet just in general. And man, if you were to go with an Oklahoma State win, I feel like you have to go with the under, which is fifty nine and a half. Even with a loss, I think it could easily be like I mean, if I were picking a score right now, I think I'm like 27, 21, uh, Texas. If I'm picking it right now, yeah, but and that I, would be that'd be the spread, like right at the spread. That's uh, the spread 59, that'd be 49. No, I'm not the over under the spread because the oh, spread, spread is uh, oh, right, right, sorry, my. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> so be the voice. So, so what, I guess the real question is, can we shut down? Cause you've either got to shut down Thompson or Bijan, right? So that's, yeah. can we shut down one of them? And I think the answer is yes. And I think it'll be Bijan. I think we're going to force Texas to beat us through the air. That's not a bad strategy. Uh, Cause that kind of forces Casey to, do a bunch of things that maybe he's not prepared to do. So it's not a bad idea uh, if you want to try to shut down Bijan. The problem with Bijan is that he's able to, you know, do all sorts of things. He he can rush and he can like he's kind of like McCaffrey in some ways. Yes, he he is a good safety valve pump pumping into the flat and uh yeah, he's very good for that. Man, I but honestly, you could theoretically shut down Thompson because, I mean, half of the offense goes through him. And the rushing defense has been phenomenal all year for Oklahoma State. Man, it, it actually is really tough. It, it's, I, I really like the Texas offense, but this Oklahoma State defense is so good as well. And what what kind of effect do you think the 11 a.m. kickoff has on um, these guys? Well, it's way easier than playing there at night. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, 
I always feel like Oklahoma State comes out rolling early, you know, these early kickoffs. Um, but I don't have any. I don't have any data to support that. It's just the gut feeling I have. Uh, I think that it'll be a net positive for Oklahoma State because you know the crowd isn't going to be as fired up. You know, it's going to be a, just a less hostile environment. It's still going to be a hostile environment. It's Texas, but I, I don't, it's not going to, it's not like it's a night game in the middle of October and, you know, number 12 is coming to town and everyone's hyped. It's like, you know, it's just, it's just a little different. I think that'll help. It very well could. I know there's a couple of Cowboy fans that I know that are making a trip down to Tol- uh, the, not Tulsa, Austin, Texas. So I don't know. It could be a good fight. Um, Honestly, I think I'm I'm so hesitant because I talked a lot of trash during um, last year's game on a pregame show I was on. I said that this was that this game was going to be the funeral for Texas, and they won in overtime on They're, a on a really bad that I, I will say this every time that was a terrible roughing the punter call. Oh, that should have yeah. been that game was over, and the refs are like mm, Texas. Oh yeah, no, for sure. It was it was bad. I remember that being really bad. So I I mean, look, if the refs are on their side, if you have to take on Texas and the refs, I feel like that's gonna be impossible to overcome. I mean, to be fair, we I mean last year we did still turn the ball over three times. If you're if you turn the ball over three times, odds are you're gonna lose, but we still should have won in spite of that. I, I think that's very true as uh as well or these storms in oklahoma have been kind of crazy i yeah. guess there was this tornado, like a tornado in the like the okc area like 5 a.m that's wild i did not know that i was sleeping through it so what's your like on the offensive side of the ball who's your player to watch for for oklahoma state there to watch. Um, I'm gonna go a little out of the box. I'm gonna say uh, Rashad Owens. He had a touchdown, his first career touchdown. He's, I think, he's the number two guy behind Tate Martin on the receiving end. Uh, if Owens could have a big game, then that'd be that's that's huge for uh, for Oklahoma State. I think you kind of need him to, uh, you know, be that number two guy behind Tay because you know Tay's gonna get all sorts of things. He, he's going to get like nine catches, hundred yards, like uh, against Baylor. He, he'll be the primary target, but if you can get a couple of uh, sneaky passes to Owens, then I think that'll be very beneficial. I know this is sort of vague, but whoever ends up being RB two for the game, because obviously Warren, he's going to get a lot of carries. But if they can give some kind of change of pace back in there to, you know, and if he starts having a good day in the, especially the linebackers can't key in on Warren exclusively, that's going to be huge. And it'll also be interesting to see, you know, if those linebackers are playing up, if that crossing route's available and if Spencer can hit it. So maybe whoever the X receiver is, uh, but Presley generally, uh, you know, if, if the slot if the slot's open, it could be a really big game through the middle. I said that against Baylor, but you know, Spencer couldn't hit it. Yeah. Sanders is gonna have to step it up because um 
the way he's been playing, it's not going to be Texas. So if he can, if he could somehow, uh, you know, get it together, that'd be great. I don't want another, I don't want a, uh, I don't want a Rattler situation now. Like, that, we don't have a, a what's the, we don't have Caleb Williams. <laughs> yeah, we don't have Caleb Williams behind Spencer. Yeah. We got Ellingworth. He's not bad, but he's not bad, but he's not that. I mean, his performance coming in against Texas was amazing. I, I hate giving praise to OU, but dang. Yeah, man, it's uh, <laughs> uh right. it's... so so you we want to give our uh our final score predictions before we move on to other things around football and college sports. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. What's your what's your score prediction? Because I'm not going to bet against OSU. Okay. I'm going to go, and I honestly think this is a really possible outcome. I'm not just saying it to say it. I'm saying 24-21 Oklahoma State. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That, that, now, that is very possible. Um, I will go, I'll go the opposite of you. I have Oklahoma State losing by four now. Uh, I'll go 28-24. So I I would like to amend uh, my offensive player to watch because I meant to bring this up earlier and it escaped me. If if our uh, kicker doesn't get his stuff together, we could be in big trouble really quick because we're going to need like three field goals at least. We're going to need them from like 40, 41. Here's the other thing. You can't afford to punt on the 36 like you did against Baylor. Texas kicker, uh, Mr. Cameron Dicker, he, like, he's good. He's really good. He can hit it from 50. So if Rattler throws those three interceptions, Texas gets like, like I think, two field goals off that. Just from – like if they have the same exact drive Baylor has, they'll kick field goals. Yeah, they're – yeah. I mean, like, like we said on Monday, we, we give up three picks – we're we're losing by 30. Yeah, 100%. So kind of a big announcement. I think we kind of covered it, but OSU wrestling will go to Globe Life Field to take on Iowa and USA versus Iran is going to happen as well. Who so who are they who are they wrestling? Who? I I haven't heard who the US is wrestling. Iran. Mm, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I. It'll be a lot of fun. I think that'll be a heck of a um, heck of a game. Have you have you seen the seating chart for for that? That like, is really weird. Yeah. So for those who haven't seen it, um, it's the mats are basically between the pitcher's mound and second base in first and third partly on the outfield or infield dirt and partly on the grass and they're going to be selling seats all the way to the top deck and all the way out to the outfield like that looks just terrible 
why would they not have seats on the field? There is a little bit behind second base. Hmm. But like that's got to be 20,000 seats. You think they're really going to put 20,000 people in there? I think OSU fans are crazy enough to travel down there. Iowa Iowa wrestling might cuz I mean those are the two premier programs in um college wrestling. I think some so, Penn State fans would like to differ. Oh, uh, well yeah, the, okay, the, the big 3. Big 3. But those are those are two of the big 3 and I mean I think they're crazy enough that they'll fill up 20,000 because it's such a unique venue uh for that series. So I mean, I think I, it's very possible. I I mean, this is going out a bit of a limb, but if they fill if they go to capacity there, that might be like the biggest wrestling like attendance at a wrestling event ever yeah I mean, yeah crazy big yeah biggest uh college wrestling event. well then again i think they had a uh they had a meet in iowa on like their football field didn't they and they could fit like several thousand people stanford's gonna have a wrestling duel against oklahoma state that might put up numbers that's at stanford stadium i don't know though that's um I guess we'll have to figure that out whenever the uh, the time comes. Yeah. So, so other uh, other games coming up this week that you're looking forward to. Man, there's not a whole lot, but which Georgia means there's going to be like complete chaos. Honestly, Georgia and Kentucky doesn't really interest me because I think Georgia's going to blow them out. But let me find it real quick. Not like I think. Not to just go basically back to the status quo, Georgia needs to win. Like, because if they lose, and all of a sudden you're right back into possibly having two SEC teams in the college football playoff. Well, I disagree. I disagree because it'd be Georgia and Alabama. Well, it could be Kentucky, Alabama. Think about that for a sec. Kentucky runs the table. <laughs> that should be something. <laughs> Kentucky. If they win, we're going to have to eat some serious crow. Auburn-Arkansas is a good matchup. That's going on at 11, so you might split-screen that bad boy. It's going to be – those are 10 o'clock kick- kickoffs for me since I'll be in Colorado. It's going to suck. Terrible. BYU-Baylor, that's a really interesting game. Especially Baylor's coming off that loss. Favorite on here. Yeah, that's that's something – Pitt at Vatech. Uh, Pitt's doing okay this year. A lot better than any year when I was living there. I mean, they lost to Western Michigan, but that's their only loss, which, I mean, look, if you don't lose to West Virginia or Western uh, Michigan, they're probably in the top uh, top 25 right now. Yeah, and they're putting up some numbers. I mean, they've got – oh, they're there. Let's see – They've put a 51, 41, 44, 77, and 52. That's some mm-hmm. serious numbers from Pitt, which is they used to be anemic on offense. One of their wins was against uh, Tennessee, and Tennessee takes on Ole Miss. I uh, I hope they do a Manning cast for that game. That's what that game needs. Um, that would but, be um, funny. I kind of think Tennessee wins that game, to be honest with you. Um. Those those two offenses are so high powered, but that's going to be a super fun game to watch. And then a TCU Oklahoma, who do they start? It's a mystery for now, but I think everyone wants Caleb Williams to start. Oh, you got to start Caleb. You got to. 
They would be Unless a riot just... in Norman if they don't start. <laughs> Unless Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley has some weird loyalty. That'll be something. And uh, Alabama, Mississippi State at Mississippi State. That is uh, that might be a game where they just, just kill Mississippi State. Yeah, I mean the only the only thing Mississippi State got's going for that's a night game, and you know that place is going to be hopping. But I see that's Alabama fun. going in there and just be like taking out all their aggression on Mississippi State. I, I could see that being like seventy to two. Oh, they got Will Rogers, Mississippi State does, and he's pretty good from what I understand, you know, under that air raid offense. Uh, they they uh, beat NC State earlier in the year. They pro- There's some weird controversy with that Memphis game that I, I know nothing about. So, I mean, they could – I mean, they could easily be undefeated if a, a couple of things uh, go their way because they beat that A&M team that beat Bama. Uh, the transit property of college football. Yep. <laughs> so the the game I am interested in seeing, uh, this is just weird for me, but I want to see how A&M respond. Like A&M should wipe the floor with Mizzou. Mizzou is not very good. Oh, however, however, can they keep it up? You know, are they going to have that drop off after beating, you know, number one Bama and ending all those streaks and everything else? Can can they keep it up? Can they keep the momentum rolling? And because we've seen A and M's got the ability to just cough it up. So that is my uh, like I'm I I I don't really want to watch that game, but I'll definitely keep an eye on the score. At Missouri at eleven o'clock, that'll be uh, that'll be something. But Missouri, I'm going to look at Missouri's last five games. Oh, they're awful. Their <laughs> defense stinks. Yes, they do. Good gosh. I mean, they gave up sixty-two to Tennessee. Yeah, and again, I, I said Tennessee. They could go. They could easily go eight and four. Yeah, I mean, they got the hypo, you know, air raid offense rolling for them. But yeah, yeah, man. Uh, and Mizzou is just not good, but I'll just it's more of I want to see how AM responds to what could be eventually be a letdown game, yeah. No, I mean, for sure, because that, that game could always be a and you know, maybe a little bit of a trap game. You know, looking forward to SC come you know, the next week. Oh, wait, we need an ad. I, we've already got a spot. Don't worry. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Played him the rest of the way, though. Missouri, South Carolina, Auburn, Ole Miss, Prairie View A&M, and LSU. They could have been out. They could easily went out. Uh, I mean, at Mississippi, if, if Ole Miss and A&M win out to that game, that'll be a top 10, easy top 10 clash. Well, maybe not top 10 for A&M, but I don't know. I mean, that'll be a very highly ranked game, you know, and definitely almost assuredly be a night game. That'll be Electric City yeah. at the Grove, man. That'll be a lot of, that'll be a fun game whenever that, the 13th of November. So a month from now. That'll be interesting because by then the college football playoff rankings will actually be out. So we'll have a much better idea of where these guys actually stand. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Ole Miss. So here, let me. Let me pull up. Let me pull up some real quick. So this is my college football eliminator. 
So this is how you get eliminated. Uh, if you're a Power 5 team or Notre Dame or BYU, which BYU is so iffy, I think I eliminated them after the Boise State loss. So they got to get two losses or a loss of 35 points or more or a loss to a group of five or FCS team. If you're a group of five or like a remaining independent, uh, one loss and you're done. So currently there are 23 teams that I have still still alive. They are Cincinnati, SMU, Boston College, NC State, Wake Forest, Baylor, OU, OSU, Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Iowa, UTSA, Texas San Antonio, Notre Dame, Coastal Carolina, San Diego State, Oregon, Arizona State, Georgia, Kentucky, Alabama, Ole Miss. That's it. So those 23 teams will be the ones currently vying for a playoff spot, in my opinion. Nice, nice. So there you go, the Ian Eliminator. There you go. I don't know why we haven't been doing this every Monday since the podcast started and you haven't talked about it yet, jerk. This would have been great content. I thought it was too big because I'll tell you how many teams. There was three teams eliminated after week zero, 37 after week one, 17 after week two, 15 after week three, 17. So I was like, you know, there's too many teams that are like out there right now. So I apologize. (laughs) I was like, I need to get it down to like 25 because that's a reasonable number. I can't lose like all the teams left. So, So, yeah. So look forward to that on the, you know, forward Monday podcast is Ian's eliminators. Mm. (laughs) That'll be a, I mean, look, that'll be a heck of a uh, series. I think, um, I think we're getting for a fun college football Saturday. I think just because, you don't know where the upsets are going to come from, and there may not be any upsets. I'm kind of looking Friday's game. There's a Friday game between Clemson and Syracuse at the Carrier Dome. It's a weird place to play. Syracuse plus 14, money line plus 450. Looks kind of appetizing right now. I don't know if Syracuse will win, but I kind of like them with the spread here. All right. I mean, yeah. I think 14 points versus Clemson is pretty good, almost no matter who you are at this, this stage of the game. Very, very, very much so. All right, so here's the question we'll get out on. Does Coach O down at LSU survive the season? Man, I don't know. I think the odds, like, I don't know if you could fire a guy after two seasons, which I think that's what Auburn did with Gene Chizik. Uh, they pretty much did, but also, you know, there's other stuff swirling around him, too, that's not just, uh, you know, wins and losses. Hey, I mean, did you see that there's message boards wanting to hire Gruden? So <laughs> I don't think they – they I don't know if LSU fans care about that that much. I mean, maybe, I mean people are always going to want that, right? And that's why you always make sure to uh, – Make sure your emails aren't terrible. Always, always proofread your emails. But, but he, here's my so looking at LSU schedule. It is very likely LSU loses six in a row. So they've lost to Auburn. They've lost to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. They got Florida. 
Ole Miss, Bama, Arkansas, the next four games, and then A&M to finish the season. It's conceivable they go one and seven to finish the season. They very well could. They if, very well could. And if they do, he's like, he may survive the season, but I would be shocked if he's the coach next season. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree with that 100%, but that SC West is so tough. Maybe they do pull out a couple of wins. Who knows? But uh, I don't see where, <laughs> as terrible as they're looking, it's going to be tough. LSU's in for a rough ride once again. I mean, LSU, the most they've scored all season is 27. Sheesh. And that was to UCLA. Or sorry, I looked that wrong. But anyway, still against basic against good teams, they're just awful. Uh so I I just don't see it happening. Yeah, it, it's gonna be very tough. And I think if, if they lose out, then yeah, I think he has to go. I mean they're not gonna know. lose out because they got ULM. You know, Louisiana Monroe uh, on their schedule, but beyond oh, that, him and he's gone. He's gone, gone. Oh, that'd be hilarious. All right, ladies and gentlemen, cowboys and cowgirls, with that, we'll be out of here. And until next time, uh, y'all have a good weekend and go, folks.